Thank you for tuning into the New Covenant Life Christian Church podcast, where we are loving God and loving his people. It's all about him. Our focus is spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ and advancing his kingdom in the earth. If you would like more information about our ministry, please give us a call at 334-258-6181 or send an email to newcovenantlife2020 at gmail.com. Now, let's join Pastor Pete Pierce for today's life-changing word. Okay, let's get into this word. Um, You can be seated. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 13 through 17 from the NIV version. We're going to go through some things that we've already kind of taught, but we're going to dig deeper and kind of pause as we go through some of these things. Amen? Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13 through 17 from the NIV, it says this, Blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding, for she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand, and in her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways, and all her paths are peace. Father, we bless you today. We thank you, Lord God, for the word that's going to be sown into our hearts on this morning. Thank you for the miracle of the sower, that everyone here is good ground, God. Four out of four, good ground. And because of that, we're going to bring forth fruit in our lives, some 30, some 60, and some 100-fold. For your glory, God, and for our good. We love you, God. Holy Spirit, be with us. Teach through us. We love you, can do absolutely nothing without you. It's in the master's name of your son, Jesus, that we do pray and all the people of God shout it. Amen. Amen. Listen, for a title today, now we've covered this particular passage of scripture before, but I want to kind of, we're going to be talking about it for the next couple of weeks. So we're going to kind of take our time and dissect a few things. Amen. Is that all right? Because in this scripture, it talks about the five things that wisdom brings to us. Y'all remember what they were? Amen. What's the first thing? Amen. Long life. The next one is riches and honor. Fourth is pleasure. And the fifth thing is peace. So for a title today, we're going to title this The Fruit of Wisdom. Amen. Somebody say The Fruit of Wisdom. Basically, basically what wisdom produces. Amen. I've been asking the Lord, you know, especially all throughout the year, to continue to minister to me first. And talk about what wisdom is. You know, why is it so important? And why does he talk about it so much in Scripture? Because he does. He talks about it so, so much in Scripture. We want to continue on this path that we've been been going down. And I hope this wisdom series, because it's been just that, a series has been blessing you. Or provoking you to continue to ask the Lord for wisdom. Because the Bible tells us if any man lacks wisdom to do what? Acts of God because he'll give it liberally and he'll braid if not. He's not going to get mad at you for asking him for wisdom. Amen? Amen. And it's available to all of us, to all believers. And then we just, even as the, the, uh, the, the definition of, of wisdom, simple definition, is to apply the information that you have, right? To apply the information or the knowledge that you have. And we've talked about the difference between godly wisdom and worldly wisdom. Because there is the wisdom of the world. 
right? Well, they'll take the information that they, people receive in the world and use it, right, to do different things for, for pleasure, for gain, whatever. It took wisdom to make this mic. Amen, somebody. Amen. And here's the thing about that. Here's a revelation of a difference. It took wisdom to make the mic, but was it godly wisdom or worldly wisdom? Which one? It depends on the purpose after it's been used. Right? So I'm using this mic right now to share the word of God. I could be using this, the same mic to be, you know, blank a blank 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 a blank but the thing about it is the wisdom to make it it came from the lord because it was it was first used to be good satan cannot create anything the only thing he does is perverts what's already already been created amen and what he does is he uses the hearts and the minds of men to pervert that thing Right? So even with the internet and the things that we're dealing with as this, as this world evolves, and it's evolving, amen, because it's getting ready for the return of God. You listen, creation is molding and travailing for the sons of God to be manifested in the earth. And for us as believers, as it gets darker and darker in the world, because listen, let me tell you something, it's going to get darker. It's not going to get better. But the church is going to get better. The church is going to illuminate itself in darkness. You're going to be a light on your job. A light in the world. Amen? So don't, don't look for it to all get better. And it's getting crazy right now. This AI thing, I'm telling you, you know when we talked about absolute and, revel um, absolute and relative truth? Listen, the, the Holy Spirit is going to be the one, in the, I believe in the end times, that's going to be able to discern real truth. Because in your humanity, you ain't going to be able to know what's what. It's already happening now. I don't know why I'm here when I'm just here. Amen? Am I right? It's already here. But because of the Holy Spirit, man, when we ask him for wisdom to lead us and to guide us, he'll, he'll listen, he'll let us know what's a deep fake or what's real. So y'all know what them deep fakes are, right? That's a part of this AI thing, man. Because what the enemy wants to do is to become God. He wants to be God. So what man is doing now in the earth is creating things that try to become God. They're trying to tell you who you are, who you were made to be. That's why we have all the gender confusion. He's getting to our minds so because the world is trying to create you or to recreate you. Surely you won't die. Surely it's, oh, it's going to be all right because the, God knows that the day that you eat of this tree, eat of this fruit, you're going to be just like him. When you were already created just like him. Amen. Amen. So now what the world is doing is creating these different things that's trying to replicate who God is. So now they're dealing with this AI. I'm going I'm I'm to dig into that later, but just here's a little preview. Now we're digging into this AI thing where computers are thinking. They're creating stuff. That the programmer didn't program. 
It is. Artificial, oh, tell me what AI is. It's artificial intelligence. Amen. That should be including itself. It ain't real. Right? But the Holy Spirit, don't, we don't have to, that's what I'm saying. Don't worry about that stuff. We don't have to be afraid. That's what the enemy wants us to do is to, to listen, we don't have to walk. You know why we don't walk in darkness? Because you carry light. That's why you'll never walk in darkness. Because as soon as you step in the room, it's illuminated. Come on, somebody. You carry light. Amen. <laughs> I don't know how I got there, but that's all right. Amen. So one of the things we wanted to continue to do is continue to move forward, right, in the things that we're doing, even in our Christian, Christian walk. So all of us are, are learning and growing in this Christianity because we're in time, right? So because we're in time, that means everything is moving forward. Now, God himself doesn't exist in time. He exists outside of time. But here's the, the, the God that you and I have loves, loves us so much that he will, because even though he, he exists outside of time, he will come and dwell with us in time. Man. He said, I know I'm outside of time. But I'm going to dwell with them in time until they get to the place where they're out of time. That makes sense. Amen. Y'all get that? You get that, Fanny? <laughs> you did. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. God is outside of time, but he dwells with his creation in time. Amen. And while we're in time, our biggest goal is to be conformed to the image of his darling son. Ain't that right? Amen. So Romans chapter 12, verse number 2, it tells us to be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of our minds. How do you renew your mind? By information that you receive. Amen. By, by, by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The way we are transformed into the image of his darling son is to renew our mind. To change our perspective. To change our thinking about things. Amen? That's, where, that's, where we're, that's how we're going to be conformed. We're going to be transformed into something else. But here's the, thing about, here's the thing about the believer, and you and I have to know this. When God saves you, and here's the good news to people that are not saved. Amen? Everyone, in it, we're talking to family right now. Amen? So listen, it's like this. If you meet someone who's not saved, one of the things that they worry about all the time is how to be conformed. How does this transformation take place in their lives? Do I have to stop doing this and stop doing that? It's, no, it's not a bunch of rules. It's just accepting the love that God has already given them. When you accept how much God loves you because of his grace, it empowers you to do things that you thought you would never stop doing. And it's not you doing it. Amen. It's God doing it in your life. Because we can't do it. That's why sometimes, man, you know, you, know, you slip and kind of... You may go back. He still loves you. Amen, somebody. So we are being conformed into the image of his, his dear son. Life is a process. Somebody say life is a process. We talked about that even on last week, the last couple of weeks, man. Even for our church. Our church is going through a process. It is. 
And there's, there's times, I, I got to be honest with you, there's times, man, where, you know, I'm all up here. And then there's some times I'll be, I, I got to get the Lord to lift me back up or to lift you back up because of the process that we have to go through. But I'm reminded sometimes, even, you know, I'll, I'll look to some of my brothers or some of my sisters and, and see that the process that God has taken them through. And I just say, man, as long as we stay focused and keep our eyes on you, you're going to move us through this process. Amen. I thank God that we're, we're dealing with this. You know, we have a place to worship in AMC. But I am constantly before the Lord saying, show me where we're supposed to be. Okay, now the last place didn't pan out, so God, that, that means you got something else. And I'm, I, get, I get bold sometimes. Sometimes. I, you know, I'd be like, come on, God. You said. <laughs> you said. Right? And then he'll come back to me and say, do you trust me? So that's when the humility comes back in, right? We're, we're to come boldly before the throne of grace, not proudly. Revelation of a difference. Amen. Because you can come boldly with humility. Amen. So that's what he remind me sometimes to come boldly. It's okay to talk to me, but you got to humble yourself. Amen. I got something for you. Amen. Do you believe he got something for us? It's, it's on its way. So that means life is a process. We have to learn to go through the process. Now, something that I mentioned on last week is it was this, and it blessed me too. You cannot worship the process. Meaning that when you're going through whatever you're going through, keep your eyes on him and not what you're going through. Amen? So I don't care what it is that you're dealing with. If you keep your eyes focused on who he is, what he says about you, you're going to be able to go through those things no matter how difficult or no matter how easy. And that's the thing. Sometimes, man, we always talk about and deal with things that are hard. How do you handle when everything is going good? How do you handle when everything is going right? All your ends are meeting. You have plenty of food in the cupboard. Amen. Everything's working right. Children doing good. Everything's good. Now, where's your eye focused on? Are you still walking with a heart and the attitude of gratitude? Are you still thanking the Lord? Are you still praising the Lord? Are you still worshiping the Lord? Because, listen, he's the God of the mountaintops, and he's also the God of the valleys. Right? A lot of us will call on him in the valley. Oh, God, I need you. I need you. But when you're on the mountaintop, that's when you should scream. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side. That's when you tell people, man, sometimes it's when you're at the peak of it all. Everything is going right. You say, Lord, I thank you. Hallelujah. When people ask you about how you got what you got or how you're doing what you're doing, you tell them, it ain't me. It's the God that I serve. So then when they see you in your lowest of lowest places, you have the same posture of praise, the same posture of gratitude. You still in the set. You change not. God is looking for consistency. And when he, listen, when he conforms you into that sonship, when you become a son, I don't care what's going on. That's why his son was able to do what he did. He went to the cross. Listen, 
It was the time that God sent me said, listen, God, Father, I know what I'm about to go through. I know it's going to be hard if there's any other way. Let this cup pass from me. But then in the next breath, he said, not my will, but your will be done. I believe he put on his shoes, stuck up his chest, and the Bible says he went to Jerusalem like a flint. I'm about to go do what I'm called to do. No matter how hard it was going to be. Amen. And the Hebrew writer says it's because for the joy that was set before him. It's us. He did everything he did for us. For you, for me. For the one who gets up in the morning sometimes and forget the thinking. Oh, he did it for you too. Come on now. For the one who's not doing what you're supposed to do on your job. Oh, he did it for you too. He did it for the one who's not the best husband. He did it for you who's not the best wife. He loves you no matter what. The thing about, he, about his love, man, he loved you when you didn't love him. Sometimes it's easy to love somebody when they love you. So what do you do or how do you handle somebody who doesn't love you? And that's what Jesus did for us. He loved us when we couldn't love ourselves. Hallelujah. I am all off my notes. Amen. Somebody bless the Lord up in here. Because he loves you. He loves you no matter what you're doing, when you're going through the processes that you're going through. And I love what you said today, Felton, when you were praying. It, it, listen, this is the thing about the Lord. I love him because of this, and you should too. Even when you make bad decisions. Because wisdom, see, we're asking the Lord for wisdom, right? And, and the godly wisdom the Bible says he'll give it to us. Wisdom should cause us to make good decisions. But let me tell you what the enemy will try to do. He'll try to do to us, like even in the middle of this particular, even in the middle of this particular teaching that we're going through, we're talking about the wisdom of the Lord. If you make a bad decision, you could be saying, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Tell me about that wisdom you got now. And you just made a bad decision. That wasn't the right decision. But listen, Romans chapter 8, <laughs> verse 1 says, Therefore, there is no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. You may make a bad decision in your life. Listen to what I'm saying. Even though you think you were walking in the spirit, but you actually was walking in the flesh and you made a bad decision. But he said, I don't condemn you for that. But the enemy always wants to put pressure on us when we make mistakes. So he's the, he's the God that's there for us even when we make bad decisions. Amen. He don't remind us. He don't bring them back up. That's what I love. I'm so glad he's like that. He ain't like us. Amen. Because, you know, we remind each other in a heartbeat. Yeah. Ten years ago, you made a bad decision, and somebody trying to remind you of that. But this is the attitude that you have to have. When you're reminded of that decision, at the same token, you got to be reminded that he doesn't condemn you for it. Amen. You look at them and say, I don't care. Jesus didn't condemn me. 
So what you have to say about it don't make no matter of fact, hold my mule and make it while I shout. Amen. Because he's just that just that kind of a God. Even in our bad decisions, man, he's right there with us. And, 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 and in this, like once again, in this wisdom series, the enemy will try to, he, he'll try to chump you. Right? I thought you were using wisdom. I thought you were using, don't second guess the Holy Ghost. Amen? He's always there to put you back where you need to be. You may miss him, but he'll never miss you. Amen? You know why? Because all things work together. Do you believe that? Do you, do you really believe that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose? So verse number 29, this is Romans 8 and 28. Now I'm in verse number 29, King James Version. It says, for whom he did foreknow, that means he knew you beforehand. He knew you beforehand. He also did predestinate. That means he determined what was going to happen. He predestinated to be conformed to the image of his dear son, of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And verse number 30 says this of Romans 8, 28 and 30. He says, moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. Right? There's a lot of fides and odds and then so let's break that down just a little bit moreover whom he did predestinate he decided beforehand that's what predestinate means then he also called and that word called means he invited you amen and then on whom he also called he also justified that means he deemed you to be righteous he calls you right even when you ain't right and then glorified, it means that he honored you. So moreover, whom he did decide beforehand, them he also invited. And the ones that he invited, he also deemed to be righteous. And the ones he deemed to be righteous, he also honored them. That's who you are. When you're saved. Amen, somebody. Somebody says you got to be saved, though. So now I'm kind of bringing this thing to a close. So our, our, our text for the day came out of Proverbs chapter 3, verse 3. What did we start from verse um, 13? This would go to what? 17? No, I'm going to highlight on verse 16. I'm sorry, verse 16. And it says this, long life is in her right hand, and in her left hand are riches and honor. Let's deal with the long life piece. In Psalms chapter 90, Verse number 12, King James Version. Y'all read that with me. King James Version, please. There we go. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts. Where do we normally hear this scripture? At funerals. Right? But I get it. I understand why. Now, this particular passage of scripture was written by Moses. And actually, it is the oldest, it is, it is considered to be the oldest scripture in Psalms. So here's, here's what Moses was dealing with at this particular time. 
he noticed that people started dying a little earlier than normal. So, because you got to think about it, man. This is this is not too. I mean, you know, after the fall, people are living to be nine, and you know. But the, the Lord told told Adam and Eve, dying you shall surely die. So this dying process was going to, you know, it's going to get a little shorter and shorter. But Moses started realizing that, man, people around them were dying early. They probably wouldn't live to be the 900 and all this. So, so this is actually a part of a prayer. And if you read all of Psalms, um, Psalms 90, he deals with how he's talking about the wrath of God. And, and he knew that God will, will, you know, there's consequences for certain things that you do in life. But he said, Lord... Teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts or our mind, our thinking to wisdom. Teach us how to live this life that you've given us. But we want to live it as wise people. Amen? Amen. The revelation of a difference here is he said, teach us. And it goes back to our, our foundational text for the year. Teach me your ways, O Lord that I might live according to your truth. And the only way that God can teach you his ways is through his word. When you get this word in your heart, man, then you will learn to apply wisdom. Amen. Amen. Teach us to number our days. I like the way it, it reads in um, the New Living Translation. It says, teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. And here's the thing about, about learning how to, how to live and how to, um, to number your days. We're not going to live like Moses and them that lived like that. We're not going to live 900 some years. Right? So here's the wisdom of the Lord. When God shows you something about what you should or should not do, even in the natural, wisdom says just do it. Amen. So you know if, listen, let me tell you something about, the thing about this. The thing about making choices. We, life is choice driven. We all know that, right? So a lot, of, a lot of times I've heard it said we live and die by the choices that we make. So what if you made bad decisions or bad choices, just like I said earlier? The Lord doesn't condemn you for them, but sometimes because of those bad decisions and bad choices, there are consequences. Right? But even as you're going through the consequences, God is still there with you. And that's the revelation that we all have to have as a believer. Even though I'm going through certain consequences because of bad decisions, God, you're still here with me. Right? So you can't go rob a bank and then give your life to the Lord and think you ain't going to jail. Come on, somebody. You still going to jail. The revelation of a difference of that is once you give your life to the Lord, he's there with you. Because he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Now, you know, there's some things where he'll, he'll interject miracles sometimes on your behalf, but there's some times you just got to deal with what you got to deal with. But when you deal with him with the Lord, now he's there with you to uphold you. So if you made bad decisions about your health in the past, get quiet. And now there's consequences that you're dealing with. Don't blame it on the Lord. But wisdom says, 
This is what I need you to do. Just change your diet. Wisdom says I need you to just walk a little bit more. Amen. Wisdom says, now here's the thing too. Wisdom says, he'll, the Holy Spirit will tell you, don't take that prescribed medicine, but take this one. Do you hear me? He, he, I'm telling you, he'll tell you. You can't take everything they prescribed you. Because they still practicing medicine. You talk about we want the great physician. <laughs> Amen. The creator. So wisdom will tell you or, or, or teach you with the Holy Spirit how to make the right decisions. So you, the consequences that you're going through. You, can I share one of your testimonies? Yeah, okay. Fanny be, she be telling me sometimes, you know, the Lord told her not to, to, to eat this or drink that. And she said she'll do it anyway. <laughs> right? So now she's going through the little turbulence, right? The turbulent times. And she said, I know it was my fault. But at the same time, it's like, Lord, have mercy. That should be our prayer. God, I messed up again, but please help me. Amen. Amen. Now, there, once again, there's some consequences that you may have to go through. But you don't go through them alone. That's the thing that, man, I'm telling you, that's what we got to get is that part right there. When life, when life is life to you, and you're going through some ups and some downs, you got to praise them in the downs. Learn to lift your hands when it's not going right. Amen. Lift your hands through the diagnosis, believing and trusting God that I'm not, listen, whose report will you believe? I shall believe the report of the Lord. Because I believe even in your dumb days, God can reverse some things. Amen. Do I have any witnesses in the house? He'll do it now. He'll, he'll do it. So that's why we have, to, we have to realize that the life that he's given us is short on the earth. It's eternal, amen, because we're going to go and live forever. We're going to live with him. And here's another thing. Heaven is my home temporarily. Because, listen, we're going to come back to the earth. John said, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Amen. So the whole cycle is we're going to be living on earth. Ruling and reigning with our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen, somebody. Amen. Glorified bodies. You'll never be sick again a day in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But what he's saying, like, if you, if you use the wisdom that I'm giving you, you can have that life here on earth. But you have to do, listen, Matthew 6 and 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added. What does it mean to seek the Lord? How do I seek the kingdom? Another way to say kingdom is God's way of doing things. How do I seek God's way of doing things? How do I do it? Get into this book. Amen. Somebody was talking about love earlier. Love, man, love covers a multitude of sins, right? Love would teach us how to live this life while we're living it. He came that we might have life and have it how? 
more abundantly. That's the life that the Lord has come to give us. You know, we was at Sister Bertha's mother's home going on yesterday. And it, it just, man, it warms my heart to every time I hear, um, it, it, it took out and took me back, too. You know, I had to, because it reminded me of me losing my mother. But what warmed my heart is the testimonies of these people about her. They said she, man, she emulated love in everything that she did. Amen. You know what that is? She's real, she realized the brevity of life. She was able to number, she asked the Lord to teach her to number her days. She was able to live her life when she was on the earth with, with, with pure love. They said this lady just embodied love. She was the one that always calmed people down. Amen. One brother told a testimony real quick, and I'm going to get ready to close. You can give me some little soft music. I'm going to close here. One brother told a testimony that he, he had moved from up north. They used to live in Laverne. They moved from, from up north back to, to the south with their parents, and they were younger. And this was in 1963, he said. So he said, 1963, you know, you know how I was back then. It was kind of crazy racially. But he said for him up north, he didn't experience that. As a child, he was a child. So when he came back to the South, he said, oh, my God, what is going on? He told a testimony of, of him and his brother going into a store or something like that. Went in the store, and he went in the wrong door. Because they didn't have that stuff where he was from up north. He said, went in there, and they started calling him the N-word, the whole nine. He said, okay, they, they kind of backed on out and went back out the, the place. But he said, this lady taught them how to love their way through those situations. What? To love your way? I don't, listen. I know some of y'all, some of y'all sincerely kind of keep rocking the chair with that one. Like, listen. Our people, let me tell you about our people, man. I, I, this is me. This is Pete. This is Pete Pierce. I believe that God has blessed us with such a grace to really display the love of Christ in the earth. Because it only has to be the love of Jesus, but what that testimony about this lady is that she had a calming spirit. So you know she had to deal with all that, that turmoil and that racism, but to be able to share the love of Christ, and, she, and he said this, she would always share the love of Christ and point us back to his word. I don't care what's going on in your, on in your life, man. If you got to refer back to the word. <laughs> I was about to say something. I'm glad the Holy Ghost. I, don't, thank God for the Holy Ghost. Hey, man, some, somebody clap the Lord and give him. Because I was about to say something crazy right there. Y'all would. <laughs> it's love, man. That's what does it. So when we live our life and we ask on the Lord to teach us how to number our days, where we can apply wisdom to every day that he's given us, Amen. How many want to live a long time? I do, man. I want to live a long time. But I want to live life to the fullest. I don't just want to be alive. I want that abundant life, that Zoe life. Amen. I look forward to the day of rocking in the rocking chair and just talking to people. Amen. Sharing wisdom. Amen. That's what we're looking for. But we have to get to the place where we apply our hearts 
listen, apply our hearts towards wisdom because we're, we know that time is of the essence. That's why for me, man, time means a lot to me. Y'all keep hanging around me. I, I, like, I like being on time and I know things happen and stuff like that happens. You know why? Because you can't get it back. Do this for me real quick. Say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You'll never get those ten seconds back again. Never. They're gone. So the question is, what did you do in those ten seconds? What did you do in those 10 seconds? See, the scripture says there, and the scripture that we read earlier is, is, is in, Psalms, in Psalms 90 and Psalms chapter 3 and Proverbs 3. It says, with long life, long life is in the right hand, but the King James Version says length of days. Which one is which? Is it long life or length of days? The key is, what is long? Long is revelant. So long back in Adam's days was like a long life was 900 years. And ours, what is a long life? 90? 100 years? So it's, 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 long life could be 30 years. It's, it could be length of days. Do you think that, that MLK fulfilled his destiny? This man was able to live out what God had placed in his heart. So he had long, with a long life and length of days, he applied his heart towards wisdom. Amen. And because of the, even the, the short time that he had, and we know it was nothing but the enemy, but here's the thing about the Lord. He knows the beginning from the ending. He knew how long he would live in the earth. But his life had purpose. Amen. Amen. And that's what we believe in God for each and every one of us. For our young people, for, our, for their lives to have purpose. And purpose doesn't mean necessarily that you have to be famous. Come on, somebody. Because now everybody want to be famous. Everybody wants that tears mentality where everybody knows your name. No, man. Ain't nobody got to know who you are. The only one needs to know you is the Lord. Amen. As long as he knows you and you know him, you can move some things, man. You can shake up some things. You can be the one behind the scene and no one ever knows who you are. But the day you stand before the Lord is going to say, well done. My good and faithful servant, you've been faithful over a few things. Come on up. I'm going to make you rulers of many. And then you get the one who had the name. That everybody knew. See, sometimes people don't tell you to be famous, and then later on you're going to be infamous. You're the one standing before the Lord, he's just going to say, well, <laughs> just come on in. <laughs> I am, well, that's it. Because you did what you wanted to do. Amen, somebody. Amen. Somebody say, Lord, Lord teach, me teach me to number, number. my days. And apply wisdom to every day, every moment that you give me. Father, we bless you on today. We magnify you, Lord Jesus. We give you all the glory.
We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise. We thank you now, God, that you are teaching us to number our days, God. Your word says that um, with long life, will you satisfy us? We apply wisdom, God. Wisdom gives us, in the right hand of wisdom is length of days and long life. And we thank you, Lord, that we are going to be able to walk in that because of your wisdom. We bless you, God, for that. Now teach us every moment that you give us in the earth, every hour, every day, that we're going to give you glory in that. Even in the times that you cause us to rest, that's giving you glory. Hallelujah. The time that you cause us to put our hands to the plow, that's giving you glory. Everything that we do, Father, we want to be mindful of the time that you've given us to do it here in the earth and not take it for granted. We love you. Can do absolutely nothing without you. It's in the master's name of your son, Jesus, that we do pray to all the people of God. Shout it. Amen, amen. We pray that you've been blessed. Thank you for spending time listening to the Word of God. We pray that today's message has fallen on good ground and will produce a 30, 60, or even 100-fold harvest in your life. If you would like more information about our ministry, please give us a call at 334-258-6181 or send an email to newcovenantlife2020 at gmail.com. Don't forget to join us next week. Be sure to subscribe to the New Covenant Life Christian Church Podcast and click share to share with friends and family because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God bless you and have a safe and prosperous week.